in a world where blockbuster movies are made and enjoyed. Millions of people watch them, awards are won, careers are launched, cinematic works of greatness are produced each year, and these two knuckleheads haven't seen them. You're listening to The List We Missed, where we finally watch the movies that everyone else already has. Hi, AJ. Hey, Jackie. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The List We Missed. Yeah. And we are trucking it back to 1984 tonight. For 1984. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills, that's where I want to be. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Living in Beverly Hills. Okay, I'm done with that. Another Eddie Murphy joint. Yeah. So I'm very surprised at myself. For having not seen this? For having not seen this. Really? I don't know. Like, I feel like like a part of me was like, you know what? I must have seen this movie. I worked at a video store. You didn't like, see Coming to America, so I mean. I swear I saw this movie. And I'm like, I'm, I don't remember a thing about it. I, and it's one of those things where, you, you know, it's like when you haven't seen a movie in like a million years. So much so that when you watch it, you really don't remember it, but like parts of it seem kind of familiar because you're, you're sure you're... Nothing. nothing. Not a single nothing. thing. I honestly think it's just knowing pop culture references uh-huh. that made me think that I had seen it, but right. I definitely never seen this. Like, I knew the pop culture reference of like the banana in the tailpipe and... I mean, like, I knew that was a thing that people surge, did. Uh, surge in the... Um, what, in the in the art gallery when he met Balky Bartokamus there, mm-hmm. and and obviously like the super iconic like the keyboard riff that plays throughout the whole movie like that boom 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 boom. That that song is like I, I know that song because of the stupid CGI frog Axel whatever you ever seen you, you, you don't know what I'm talking about. Fucking there was this stupid ass frog on an invisible motorcycle, and this song was playing in the background, and it was just. It, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Nothing. Guess what's getting edited for this episode? <laughs> I'll play it for you after Sounds we're good. done. Like honestly, when I hear that keyboard riff, obviously I think of Beverly Hills Cop, but even more so, like I spent many a weekends and many a kid birthday parties at the roller rink. And this song God, I miss roller rinks. <laughs> Constantly, like this would be played twice a night. Of course. And so, what's well, a jam? It's a bop. Ever I hear this song, like I, it's lit. It is lit. It slaps. It slaps. Is that it what the kids say slap. now? I don't know. <laughs> but that brings me back to the roller rink when I hear that because, okay. like, I can literally see myself skating backwards, thinking I'm cool, doing little shuffles to the song. The fact that you can skate backwards, yes, you. Can I remember. used to. I can't anymore. Mom. My fat ass is so out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to seriously like we were there like, uh, like there's the skating rink in Deptford I grew up a couple exits down 295 so yeah. like that was an easy like it's too hot you know to play outside we're going to the roller rink I had roller rink birthday parties mm-hmm. friends of mine had roller rink birthday parties like it was the place to be I loved fucking roller skating I yeah I mean I only ever did roller skating when they had like skate parties or, or like PTA things or whatever mm-hmm. so like I don't have that kind of memory with it but I really like the song yeah it's a very good <laughs> it's a fun song. song it is a fun song so so you never saw it I obviously didn't see it what do we like about this movie I like the cast I like the jokes I like and I think I've said this before y'all know I love horror movies I love <laughs> no like way. 90s action movies 
Yeah. When it comes to 80s movies, there's like a whole separate fucking 30 subgenres. But like the whole action comedy 80s movie, I absolutely adore. Mm -hmm. Like I was super excited because originally we had thought to do Beverly Hills Cop and Lethal Weapon, which like... Yeah, it would have been great. Would have been great. And of course, Lethal Weapon just left HBO like a couple days ago. Yeah. So good timing on our part. Excellent timing. But like I do like I love these like action these action movies that star comedians. Yeah. Or it might not be like I mean I guess yeah, this is a, a comedy definitely. But like I love when like the 80s comedian does like an action type movie or just kind of like these goofy movies like like the Police Academy movies. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Police Academy movies. Nope. I have seen a couple of them, I think, but again, same thing where it's just like these really like goofy kind of eighties comedy movies. This this was this was a movie that like I said, like I swear, I cannot believe I didn't see this because this is totally a me movie. Yeah, I, you know, I love I love good we talked about it before in Coming to America. I love me my eighties Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Like my kind of slightly vulgar, you know, yeah. funny Eddie Murphy. There are, they said the F word a lot. They did. Like so I so I was counting it and then I just stopped because <laughs> What, what was this film rated? What, was it had it? to have been rated R. You think? I have no... There were boobies. There were boobies in the strip club. There were boobies in the strip club. I couldn't see them. It was too dark. <laughs> yeah, I, this had to have been rated R. I feel like... Uh, with, was... the, with the amount, of, the, with the amount of, of, yeah. of cursing and everything, yeah, I feel like it also had to. I, I enjoyed it, definitely. I feel like I was lied to. Why? Because Eddie Murphy was not a Beverly Hills cop. <laughs> like... The name of the movie. <laughs> he's in Beverly Hills. He's a cop. But he is not a Beverly Hills cop. He's not. I was very disappointed. I was even more disappointed that he didn't become a Beverly Hills cop. There are sequels. Yeah, yeah! Which is even worse. Like, what do they do? Do they, do they call him up? Does Beverly Hills call him up? I don't know. And be like, I, you know, hey, buddy, come on over. Help can, us out again. I can like, only assume. Let's get the band back together. I can only assume that he becomes a legit Beverly Hills cop. I would hope so. I don't know. I guess we I just, have to find out. I, I, I sat there and I was like, like I th- the movie happened and it's the end of the movie and then it's the, the freeze frame of Eddie Murphy smiling in his car and I'm like, bitch lied to me! And of course, you know, Jerry laughed. I mean, does Detroit Cop roll off the tongue? I don't think people would want to go see Detroit Cop. It'd be too depressing. Right? So Beverly Hills Cop sounds fun. I get it. I just, you know, I... I, I me and my dumb brain expected at the end... For, you know, when everybody's like, you know, man, we really like you. You helped us take care of this bad guy. This is cool. Hey, you know what? Your boss in Detroit said he was going to fire you if you, got in, if you got into this. Well, guess what? You're fired. Why don't you come work for us now, buddy? Like, I was expecting some bullshit like that. So now I can only assume that in the second movie that there's going to be some bullshit of, you know, hey, remember how you helped us out? You want to come back and help us out as a, as a liaison or some bullshit? I, I don't fucking know, but, like... And then the, the fact that they're making a fourth one that's coming out. A fourth one? Oh, yeah. Yay. So, yeah, Beverly Hills Cup 2, it just says he returns to, Beverly to Hills. L.A. to help solve another case. Right. Like, So I can't confirm <laughs> that he's that a Beverly Hills Cop. A Beverly Hills Cop. Like, In Beverly Hills Cop 3. All I got to say is that I could have been a Beverly Hills Cop if we were using this criteria. Yeah, it just, in, in Beverly Hills Cop 3, the synopsis says he once again returns to Beverly Hills. Why? He, I don't know. Are they incompetent? 
Yeah. They I, do things by the book so much that they need to break the rules. They, this summer, Eddie Murphy's back to break the rules in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is going to be a Netflix, Netflix original comedy. When's it come out? As of July 21st, 2022, the production is going to be starting this month. Okay. So it's going to be a little while. Next summer. <laughs> <laughs> Axel Foley is back. And this time, he's not in Beverly Hills. Beverly Cops 4, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man. Florida man. We just That's wrote a great man. movie. Uh, That's Boca Raton Cop. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, this film was a lot of fun. It, it was fun watching Eddie Murphy be funny and scream a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he screamed a lot. He does scream a lot. It also it it escalates so quickly. Like he he's, he get his friend comes around and they're having a good time, and then somebody you know. Beats him up and all, and then, like, you know, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I fucked up, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, you know, oh, okay, they're going to beat his ass. And then, you know, no, they killed him. No, they should. And, I, like, that happened. You know, they did an assassination style back of the head, and I went, well, that escalated quickly. And then something else happened. I don't remember what it was, but I just went, well, that escalated quickly again. Like, I don't know. Um, was when it? they threw him through the through window. Through the window. That's exactly what it was. Instead That's exactly of, what it was. Instead of just throwing him out of the building and escorting him out of the building, they, they threw him They the picked his whole ass window. up and threw him out the window and then had the, had the gall to call the police and be like, you know, yeah, you ran through the window. Bitch! What? This movie had so many people in it that I recognized. Oh, did it? Like... I recognize nobody. No, okay. So, in the very beginning, one of his, like, cop partners in Detroit is Paul Reiser. Okay. Who... Is that the one who was saying to him, like, you know, you gotta talk to the chief? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. So, and Paul Reiser, I think most notably, like, I know him from, like, Man About You, the TV show. People today, he's the good doctor in Stranger Things, the heavyset one that, like, is trying to help her. Like, not Papa, but the good doctor. The one that helped Will in season two kind of get back together that was still working at the lab. I'll take your word for it. Okay. I, I like I saw season one. I watched season two and finished it because I felt like I needed to. And then, but season Nothing. two turned okay. tur- season two turned me off, so I haven't paid Fair any enough. attention to it. People today will know him as one of the doctors in okay. Stranger Things. Okay. Bronson Pinchot, who is an actor who played Serge in the art gallery. He's the one that had the accent when Paul yeah. was like, get the With fuck out. With a twist? Yeah. yeah. And, so, and he went on to play Valky Bartokomus in Perfect Strangers, which okay. was a TGIF show for me growing up. Okay. And it was funny. There's the Dance of Joy. There's the Don't Be Ridiculous. Anyway, so he was in it. Judge Reinhold was Taggart. Or, I'm sorry, he was Billy. He was one of the cops. Okay. And he's been in a ton of 80s movies. Fast Times. There's Shrimp Salad Sandwich. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's been in, I think he was in 17 again. Anyway, big, big, huge 80s star. He was also the stepdad in The Santa Claus. I don't know if you remember The Santa Claus. Watched that long, <laughs> long, long time ago. I like how I'm like trying to think of modern things, but I'm like, Santa Claus was fucking 25 years yeah. ago. That doesn't count. But anyway, so many recognizable character actors in this movie. Okay. And they're all wonderful. By the way, like, the two cops in Beverly Hills, Taggart and Billy, Yeah. I had looked it up because I kind of had this thought of, like, I love how they act together. Like, I love the way they are. And I looked it up, and a lot of their lines were improvised. Really? And what they chose to do with their characters was, we are, you know, cop partners, 
they played it like an old married couple. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it's adorable, and yeah. it, it works so well. But yeah, apparently a lot of Eddie Murphy's lines were improvised, and the two cops' lines were improvised. Yeah, I definitely got the feeling that Eddie Murphy just decided, to go, like specifically when he was screaming. Yeah, like I feel like they were. I kind of want to go back and rewatch parts of it because I looked up like the IMDb trivia. Okay, and apparently there's a scene where like. Taggart, like the more tough cop, yeah. like kind of like puts his head. Down oh yeah, and, he, and he's stifling a laugh. Yeah, he's stifling yeah. a laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Judge, I, I noticed that. Judge Reinhold said he was sitting there. He was in there holding yeah. his eyes and all, trying desperately. The to, guy to... who played Billy would stick his hand in his pocket and pinch his leg so he wouldn't laugh <laughs> because he like they were like it was ridiculous in this working environment. Like they're all improvising, they're all hysterical, yeah. Yeah. and they're trying to make a scene. I mean, you figure you keep blowing your take mm-hmm. like that is money down the drain for yeah. every take like I know everybody loves like blooper reels and things like that but you have to think about like how much money goes down the drain with every failed take mm-hmm. now granted they work that into the budget yeah they, yeah, but, they budget for that yeah you know and I think they've done that with like like a couple of movies with like Will Ferrell or Steve Carell and all that like they riff a lot yeah and there's a lot of good takes but there's a lot of takes that don't make it mm-hmm. and it's just yeah like that's just kind of like the business side of it but Every character actor in this, I thought, did did such a good job. And, like, this is just one of those 80s, like, it's it's a good, fun time. And, you know, the bad guy is going to get the comeuppance. The good guy is going to win. Yep. There's a, a Had happy a, gr- a great shootout. Oh, my God. The shootout was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I love these kind of... I do like action movies. You know, I'm here for a good Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Like, I like action movies. Harrison like, Ford. Absolutely. I don't tend to like kind of like the super violently kind of like Steven Seagal type action movie. Like I'm not, I I like more of like the lighthearted comedy action. This movie is a perfect example. Like this is just so much fun. Like a lot of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, they're so much fun. Yeah. And especially now looking back and to see how kind of dated these movies are. Yeah. It makes it sometimes problematic, but still sometimes very fun mm-hmm. to look back and like just it's so blatantly 80s. Yeah. yeah, it was very much 80s. Yeah. Like, as somebody who didn't grow up in the 80s, but like, yeah, it was 80s. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can look back now and recognize some problematic things, you know. I mean... In, in the movie. I mean, yeah, but like, at the same time, they were using what they... Like, get, you, gotta, you gotta give it credit. Like, they... I really appreciated the opening scene when they have the, that car chase and all. And those are actual people driving actual cars, crashing into actual things, and ramming into actual other cars. Like, like people could have died. <laughs> I appreciate the hell out of that. There was the, I, there was actually a moment uh, when the Eddie Murphy character is holding onto some chains or whatever, and flies out the the thing, and then swings back in. And I turned to Jerry, and I was like, "So is was that a mannequin that they just threw out to do that?" And she goes, "No, that was absolutely an actor." Yeah. Like, and I was like. That's badass. Why don't we do that more often? All right, CGI. Yeah. Stupid. The beauty of these 80s movies are so many practical effects. You have stunt people doing stuff. It's not green screen stuff. I'm telling you, like, on my list of, like, top five, it doesn't matter what kind of skill level, what era of time it is or anything. Like, my absolute dream jobs. If I could be a stunt person... I would a million percent, if I ever had the opportunity to go back in time and remold my life to put myself on the path to be a stunt person, uh-huh. I would do it in a motherfucking heartbeat. That has to be so much fun. 
dangerous problem. I was going to say, also stress-inducing. But, like, I, like, I want to jump off of, like... Your life insurance giant, better be amazing. I want to jump off a giant platform into a gigantic pillowy thing and, you know, dress up like the same actor and do a fight scene and fucking run through a sugar glass window. Like, I want to be a stunt person. That looks like so much fun. <laughs> It looks like so much fun. Like it looks like a lot of fun until you're the one being thrown through the window. I would do it. <laughs> I would a million percent do it. I, I, you know what? The people that do it, highly trained. The people that are doing the stunts, highly trained. I would put my faith in them and be like, "All right, throw me off a building. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I want to hang onto the roof of a car and like I want to be one of those. Yeah, like, you know when there's the chase scene. Yeah, and, and they're always on the car. On the yeah, the car. hold on to sides. I want to do that. I want to do that. <laughs> we can do that right car. now. You know, no, we're not stunt people. I, listen, I, it's not safe. I'm putting my faith in the safety of the trained professionals. That's when I'm going to be a stunt person. What I'm hearing is you say that you don't have a faith in me as a trained professional stunt person. No, just as your friend who is willing to drive this car really slow so you can hang on the on the on the right, the well, roof of the car. Tomorrow. Noted. We'll, we'll do that tomorrow. Noted. <laughs> it's going to happen now. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Guys, we can't play D&D. I gotta go uh, drive Jackie around on the roof of my car. And then you're gonna come back in. Guys, we can't play D&D. We have Jackie's to go to dead. The care. <laughs> we got the urgent care right up the street. We're fine. Fuck it. Be, be there less than five minutes. There we go. See, full proof. <laughs> Absolute proof. full proof. Oh, gosh. But yeah, I mean, this movie was a lot of fun. It, it, uh, Eddie Murphy was, was hilarious. And much like... Coming to America, though, I walked into this movie expecting to be laughing the entire time. Yeah. And I wasn't laughing the entire time. I feel like I laughed at the appropriate times. Yeah, I I think I kind of had the same vibe of, like, it, here comes Eddie Murphy. It's going to be It's going to be Eddie Murphy being things. Start to finish. Here we go. And it was definitely very funny. Yeah, it wasn't, like, a laugh riot the whole time. Yeah. I liked the characters a lot. I don't know. There was just... It was just one of those things where... And this is something... I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's not intentional. But you know me. The fact that there was, like, a female character that was friends with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And it was And then they, they didn't do the romance thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. just yeah. a friend. This Heck, just my old th- friend. They didn't even... They didn't even, like, bring her up to... Like, after they saved her and all. It was like... It was just... Yeah. It was, okay, you're in the... You're, you're here. You're yeah, safe. That's good. All right, bye! Like, I like that there was, like, no romantic angle to this movie. Yeah, I really appreciate it ma- that. It made me happy. Because it's one of those things where it could easily fall into... It like, could have. Oh, my God. It definitely could have. And, oh, let's kiss. Like, no. Like, they were just friends. They were and friends mourning the death here, of another friend. Always like, here for the platonic friendship of a man and woman. Cause but you know what, though? You know family. what, though? You know what, though? What? They did kiss each other on the cheek. Kissing each other on the cheek after you haven't seen each other in a really long time. I'll, I'll give... That's fine. That's a greeting. Okay. That's a greeting. Okay. You know? Noted. Noted. Sure, if we ever spend several years apart and then you show up in, in L.A. unexpectedly... No, hell, I'm kissing you on the cheek tomorrow when we play D&D. <laughs> no. I haven't seen you in hours, Jackie! I missed you! How long have you been? No, that does not count. Why does that not count? We have to be apart for a long time. Uh, hours is a long time. <laughs> I was thinking more years. No. No, you are not allowed to be apart from me for years. I've done that once before with a woman in my life. I'm not doing it again. Never again. Jerry. God damn it, Jerry. I was really expecting her to yell at me for that. Okay, that's fine. She's not listening to me. This relationship's great. She's glaring. She's it's fine. glaring at you. I like the character. I, I, I really liked everything about this movie. Again, mm-hmm. this, this will be another one of those... 
hey, Beverly Hills Cop is on. I'll stop doing what I'm doing to watch this movie. Right. I, I want to watch the sequels now. I was going to say, are, are you interested in seeing the sequels? I, I am interested, yes. I'm interested... Because you want to see him become a Beverly Hills I, I, I feel invested! I need to know that my life isn't a lie in these movies. Like, like I feel so betrayed. Okay. I... I it was just funny because I walked into it expecting Eddie Murphy to already be a Beverly Hills cop and then whatever shenanigans ensued. I didn't expect him to be a Detroit cop. I think I think fish I Fish out of water style. I knew enough about this movie to know that like he, he's a fish out of water in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I had knew, no clue. I knew enough about the movie to know that. So I didn't think that it was going to be, he's a Beverly Hills cop. Right. Yeah. I really appreciated that uh, they really... St- brought it home with the, how different it was for him versus the uh, the Beverly Hills guys, Taggart and, and uh, Billy. Billy, when specifically when they brought him in and and Taggart punched him and then the his, Taggart's boss calls him in and then, I'm sorry I struck you, I have no good, I have no good reason. Do you wish to press charges? No, man, we're like, what? No, we're, we're all cops. Good punch, like, go, yeah. like, like. Yeah. I really appreciate that. That that set the tone for how these characters are going to interact with Eddie Murphy, and it did a really good job. And then, of course, as time progressed, you see them shift to be like, you know, maybe we don't need to have a stick up our ass the whole time. Like, it was it was fun. It was a good. It was it was a fun film. I'm definitely interested, not just to see if Eddie Murphy becomes a Beverly Hills cop. I actually want to see what's next. I'm I'm very interested to the point where I actually think I'm going to watch these films. In preparation of the fourth one. Oh yeah, I so, will. I absolutely will. Like, like I mean, when we did the uh, clear and present danger, and the other one, and the other one. Well, like I, I like we talked about how much we enjoyed those films. I, I went and watched the one with Ben Affleck. Oh right, and, and, that's right. And that was really good. So like, yeah, I think Beverly Hills Cop. I definitely like gave me enough of that itch to be like, yeah, I want to see the other ones. Yeah. So. I'm, I, I will say I'm slightly, like, I'm definitely here for Beverly Hills Cop 2. I'm slightly worried because Beverly Hills Cop 3 is 1994. So mm, I feel like, like yeah. that fun 80s nostalgia, goofy, yeah. like, I'm, I'm curious of what, like, the fourth, 1994 the, is going to give Yeah, me. the third one, the third one's probably just doing the, hey, we're Beverly Hills Cop. Laugh at us. Yeah, I'm. I'm. In, I feel like two is going to be better than three, and okay. that's just like a random. So I mentioned. I mentioned. See, then if the fourth one is like a straight to Netflix thing, if it's going to be, if it's going to go back to some roots of the first right. one, or if it's hopefully not, we'll know? see. Because yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, I definitely want to watch the next two. hundred percent. So 1984. 1984. First off, why did you miss this film? Because I was three. This was an inappropriate movie for a three. Very inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be three. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I was expecting you to be like six. I don't know why. No, no, no. I was three, and yeah, hella inappropriate for a three-year-old. God, can you imagine if you walked in as a three-year-old watching this film? Oh my god, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Just this little thing with like giant bangs and huge glasses. <laughs> Roller skating into the movies backwards. <laughs> I did. Three-year-old Jackie had a whole lot of bangs, and I was already wearing glasses at three. So, really? Yeah, I Holy got glasses crap. in preschool. 
I went to preschool and like one of the first things I, I, I vaguely remember this but it's mostly just remembering the story my mother told me is that I got to preschool and within like the first couple days they were like yeah we did an eye like a rudimentary eye exam we really think she's struggling and yeah so I was like the little three year old with the biggest coke bottle glasses yeah yeah wow yeah. you cutie yeah oh and like yeah again I had the Dark, thick bangs that came yeah. to here. Right, like of, right above your eyes. Aww. Right Look like fucking uh, Edna Mode from Incredibles. <laughs> but just put her hair in a ponytail that's on the top of her head instead Aww. of just being here. And yeah, that was, Cutie. that was me. Yeah, so I didn't see this movie because of that. And again, like, and I, I re- keep referencing that I worked in a video store because there was a point. Like, I worked at Hollywood Video for a while, and there was a point where it was just like Marissa and I would be like, pick a genre. Yeah. And we would just try to like watch every movie on the shelf because we got them for free. Mm-hmm. So every night we would just take home a new movie, and it just blows my mind. That you missed that this. That I missed this one. Especially like my love for Eddie, know, Murphy Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy Raw and all that stuff. Yeah. But you know what? My life... We put the band-aid on that. We've watched it now. It's all it's good. It's all good. It is all good. Alright. I don't know what happened in 1984, Jackie. Would you be ever so kind as to tell me the different life events of 1984? Well, so some movies came out in 1984. What movies came out in 1984, Jackie? So the top grossing movie of all of 1984. Nah, skip that one. I want to know what number two was. The look of disgust you just gave me. Oh, my God. My Desert Island number one all-time favorite movie, Ghostbusters, came out in 1984. Number one movie of 1984. 1984. And before we continue with what else came out in 1984, because goddamn, this list is amazing. (laughs) Very recently, I had our friend Jerry sit down. Yes. Because she's never seen Ghostbusters. She's never seen Ghostbusters 2. Yep. And we've been trying to plan a Ghostbusters day because I wanted her to see it. And you hadn't seen Ghostbusters 2. I had seen pieces of Ghostbusters 2, but I never actually sat down and watched it. Yeah. So I was like, I do not expect this to be your favorite movie. It's okay if you don't like it. I said, this experience is me, one of your best friends, sharing with you two of my favorite movies. My ultimate favorite movie. Mm -hmm. And also like another movie that's in my top five. But just sharing... Some of my absolute favorite movies with you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And again, if they, if they, if either one of you hated it, that's fine. That's perfectly fine because it, this is, it wasn't about me trying to force you to like something. Yeah, no, like, no, no, no. Share. I just want to share the love of this movie with my friends. It's definitely a movie that like I, I enjoy it, but I feel like I need to like I enjoy it more when it's in the October time. Oh, of course. you know. So like like I. Had a blast watching it. I had a blast watching it with you. Yeah. Jerry had a good time, right, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. So, I like these little these little snippets that we get. You it's know, nice. The, I the, like the peanut gallery. The, the lady behind the curtain. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, if, uh, uh, Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty four, great film. How much more did you, I, you probably don't have this written down? But how much more was it than the second movie that, that like the highest grossing? So the second movie came out in nineteen eighty nine. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I meant. Ghostbusters was number one in 1984. So then yes. what was number... And then whatever number two was, how much was the gap between those two? Let me look that up. Okay. You're looking at a difference of... Ghostbusters made 
the domestic gross for Ghostbusters is $220 million. Number two, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. $179 million. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's a gap. There is a gap there. The, 1984 is a holy shit year for movies. Because, obviously, Ghostbusters is number one. Number two is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Number three is Gremlins. Number four is Karate Kid. Number five is Police Academy. Number six is Footloose. Number seven, Beverly Hills Cop. Number eight is Star Trek Part Three: The Search for Spock, which was one of my personal favorites, thanks to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Number nine is Terms of Endearment, which is one of the very few like kind of sappy drama movies that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, number ten, Romancing the Stone, which is a very funny ish movie. You know that this was a good year for movies when I know basically all the movies in the top right. ten. Like, not that I've yeah. seen them all, but, like, I definitely know the titles. Also, uh, in 1984, the original Terminator comes out. Oh, man! That wasn't in the top ten? It was not in the top What 10. is wrong with people? Uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. I've never actually seen Muppets <gasps> Take Manhattan. It's my favorite one. I've only... I, I, you know what? It's because that's the one I've seen the most, so... I, I've seen the original one. The NeverEnding Story comes out? Never actually saw Never Ending Story. Okay, that's more remedy that's, that. that's the one with the giant white dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the left dragon. Yeah. The, the annual classic Christmas story comes out. The thing that rolls on TBS for 24 hours. That came out in 1984? 1984. God, I hate that movie so oh, no. much. <laughs> no, it's, be- it's because everybody in the fucking mother loves it. I'm like, it... it it's, it's, you know what's funny? It doesn't... Need uh, this much love. That's a movie that I only want to watch when it's rolling 24 hours. I don't want it any other so you day want it, of the year. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, that's, that's it. That's it. Okay. And I don't want it any other day of the year. I don't. Like, if someone's like, oh, it's December 3rd, let's watch a Christmas story. I'm like, no. No. That is strictly <laughs> to put on TBS for 24 hours, Christmas Eve and Christmas. It's the only time I want to what, watch it. What, so made, have, what made that movie decide to become this 24-hour phenomenon? I don't know. I don't. I don't know the history. Like somebody just, it. somebody just. But it makes me so happy because, like, it's just like wherever you are. Like, I've seen it so much. It's like I just put it on and I, oh, this scene is great, and then I walk away because I'm cooking food or eating and or opening then... presents, and I come back and I'm like, oh, he's in a pink bunny suit. I love it. Like, it's just. <laughs> it, it, but it, I will not watch it when it is not Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Respect that. And also in 1984, not that I was watching then, but probably the most significant for me, the original Nightmare on Elm Street comes out. And Freddy Krueger becomes, like, one of my absolute favorite villains. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street gave my mother nightmares. Um, it gave everybody nightmares. Have I told you, like, the Stockholm Syndrome story of how I started to like horror movies? No. And I feel like this needs to be a conversation on your other podcast. It was. Have we, on. We've talked about it on No, but, podcast. like, with me. Okay. <laughs> Do you not want me to tell you this? I don't want to hear about it right now. I want to hear about it later. Okay. Because this will be one of those things where we end up cutting it all out because it's just (laughs) so far right, you know, left field. But I do want to hear this. Okay. We're gonna leave our friends on a cliffhanger then. Ha ha! Go listen to the Jersey Ghouls. I'm trying to think what episode that's even in. Somewhere in their first one. You know what? Look look up if you. You know what? It's got to be in one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Probably. Probably either that or our first March Madness because I think we talked about how we got into horror then. But go to the Jersey Ghouls episodes. Look up one of our Nightmare on Elm Street ones, and then you. I'm sure you'll hear the story. <laughs> so anyway, also not that it's a movie, 
but close enough. Okay. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Thriller! Yep. The music video comes out. The only thing better than the music video is the making of video that used to play after. MTV used to play the Thriller music video and then immediately play the behind the, like the behind the scenes documentary. That's cool. It's so cool. Jonathan Landis directed it, who also directed a million things, including a werewolf. I was going to say a werewolf in Paris, but it is not. That is the dumb sequel. An American <laughs> werewolf in London. Didn't he also direct Coming to America? He did. <laughs> that which why they have Thriller in the. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, it's like cool because you get to see like the makeup uh, special effects process on Michael Jackson. You see the dancers warming up and yeah. before, like it's just. If you haven't seen the... You know what? I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put it on our Facebook page. <laughs> the behind-the-scenes documentary, if it is on Netflix, or if it is on YouTube, I'm going to link the YouTube video. Okay. Because it's just... It's really fun to watch the process of and then to see Thriller. So the music video and the album Thriller is is an amazing album for Michael Jackson. There's a reason he was the king of pop. Yeah. In, in the world of sports... Ooh. So when I was little... Wrestling was a big deal. And okay. it was it was the WWF. It was the World Wrestling Federation. Yes. In 1984, Hulk Hogan wins his first championship over the Iron Sheik. Wow. And with my older brother being super into wrestling, and we used to wrestle, like, sitting down on the weekends to watch WWF and see all the different characters and watch them wrestle, that used to be, like, the highlight of our weekend. And then, of course... We would have to reenact stuff, and I would, you know, the pile driver and the DDT and, you know, off the top ropes. And my brother I, my brother and I would hurt each other trying to do these wrestling moves. But it was fantastic. We loved wrestling. And then I got out of wrestling, and now it became, like, the WWE for a while. And I don't know what it is now. But, like, I will go back and watch old, old WWF wrestling matches. Like, WrestleMania from, like, the 80s. I will a thousand percent pull that up on YouTube sometimes and just like enjoy, you know, I loved Hulk Hogan. We loved fucking Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh Like all of them. I was, even though Sergeant Slaughter was a bad guy, I thought it was really fun. (laughs) That's a fun name. It was just, it, it was just so much fun to watch. And especially now again, very hokey, very 80s. And that was when we were like, wrestling's 100% real. These guys are actually, they actually hate each other and they're really (laughs) fighting. It was good fun. So yeah, so Hulk Hogan wins his first championship. We are introduced to CD players in 1984. Wow. You want to be more wild? The very first Apple Macintosh personal home computer comes out in 1984. Wow. Kids today wonder where the term Mac comes from? Oh yeah. No, that's I, I, I knew that. I knew that. I'm saying the kids today. Oh. The, Everybody with their fancy iPhones and, and stuff slapping. like that. Yeah, it was Lit. The, the Apple Macintosh home personal computer comes yes. out. And I think the like the money that it would have cost you in nineteen eighty four to get one of those. <laughs> yeah. Although I remember I remember being in grade school and I remember having computer class in grade school and we yeah. worked on those Apple Macintosh computers and I remember our big floppy disks. Yeah. When they actually were floppy. Were floppy disks. And I remember that there was a sign on the wall that talked about not touching the computer. Like when you put the disk in, yeah. it had to read it for right. like there was like a a couple seconds went by and yeah. it had to read it. And there was a little light, there was a red light and a green light, and there was a thing about do not eject it when the red light is on. Yeah. Otherwise you, you just you screw the whole thing up. up. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's so funny that yeah though I remember I remember being in grade school and working with that so yeah the the OG Apple computer the 
the CD players. One of the big things. Man, what a time to be alive. One of the big things from 1984 is Wendy's knocked it out of the park with a marketing campaign. Really? Where's the beef? Oh, right, yeah. Where's the beef? Where's happened the beef? In 1984. Where's the beef? And for me, again, I was three in 1984, but so it was a little bit later, like maybe like a year or two later, but 1984 is also the introduction of Rainbow Bright. Really? And I had a shit ton of Rainbow Bright toys. I yeah. had a bunch of dolls. I had this rainbow that you would unzip, and the rainbow part would come down, and then there was like a little play area inside for Rainbow Bright and her friends and her dog. You said Rainbow Bright, and my brain didn't think about the doll thing. My brain thought about Light Bright. That's what I was thinking Oh, about. you're thinking of Light Bright. Yeah. No, this was, I was this... like, holy shit, how many Light Brights did you have? <laughs> no, this was... Making collages. <laughs> there was movies. Leave Jackie to her Light Bright. She's an artist. <laughs> No, the girl, the, the little dog. Yeah, I, I know what we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were movies. I think there was a TV show. Like I said, I had the dolls. There was a, like a, I had Rainbow Bright, and then she had like, all of her friends were like colored colors. Yeah. And I remember, I don't remember any of their names, but I had a green one. And so there was, oh my God, is that the Rainbow Bright Atari game? <laughs> is that where he, hang on, I need to check something. Because I think... My favorite Atari game from when I was little was a Rainbow Bright game, but let me double check that I'm not getting characters mixed up. Okay. Purple. Or Light Brights. Or Light Brights. I'm not. Okay, I am mixing my characters Aww. up. Unfortunately, I'm thinking of a character from Strawberry Shortcake. Oh. The Purple Pieman from Strawberry Shortcake. So close. So I, they're, close. They're, they're similar generally. enough. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're generally, you know, again, I had a lot of Rainbow Bright. I had a lot of Strawberry Shortcake. My favorite Atari game was a strawberry shortcake matching game mm-hmm. where you had to match like the head, the body, and the feet. Yeah. And when you got it right, they did a little dance. <laughs> and my favorite one to match was the bad guy, which was the purple pieman. Okay. And I don't remember the song. I'm going to have to look it up to see if I can find it on YouTube. <laughs> but his song and dance was my favorite one, so I always loved when I got to match purple pieman. So anyway, different, different, different yet similar. Of Jackie's childhood. I wasn't alive. I don't you have anything. Alive. You, don't, you don't know. What I do have to provide you with, though. Please. Going back to the song. That song was the was the theme for Beverly Hills Cop. It was not like a song that they used in the. It was the theme. Right. It was called Axel F. Well, there you go. For Axel Foley. There you go. Yeah, like, I mean, they used it several times throughout the movie. I mean, there was like a couple actual songs. There was like that Naughty Girl song right. when they were in the, strip, in the club. strip club. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much any other music was a variation of that theme. I just thought it was fun. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that that song was for this movie. Yeah. And again, my growing up, I knew it as Axel F, the frog song, because of this stupid ass frog. So I'm gonna have to play it for you. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to look some stuff up. So yeah, but yeah, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, good film. Go watch it if you haven't. Yeah, we're definitely gonna. Are we gonna watch two and three for the show or? Yeah, we'll figure that out. Okay, so possibly a future episode, or maybe we'll just tack it on to the end of an episode, kind of a mini review. Yeah, maybe we watch it. We'll see. You'll hear our thoughts one maybe way we'll, or another. Maybe we'll do both of them at the same time and just do. Back to yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out one way or another. Yes, you will hear our thoughts on the sequels for Beverly Hills Cop, two and three, two and three. Yeah, and you know how they're going to know that we've done it. They're going to subscribe to our show on their favorite podcasting app. They're also going to go to Facebook and Instagram and like our the list we missed podcast. Page. 
because they won't miss it. All these little fun YouTube videos that I keep saying <laughs> I'm going to put up on the, on the page, yeah. you're not going to know that if you don't go to our Facebook page and like our Facebook page. Uh -huh. So you have to go do those things. Like, share, comment, subscribe, high five, hug your friends. Peace! No. Peace out. No? I don't know. Sure. Bye. Bye. <laughs>